Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! All right, welcome into this week's episode of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where Jared and I are going to take a look back into Week 8 performance and also look ahead into the Week 9 matchups. Jared, I don't know about you, but I started drinking at about 6.30, got home early, got dinner started, and I told the wife, I said, listen, before Jared left, when he decided that he was going to go across the pond, I told him, when you come back, I'm going to have five wins. And that day, I am going to be obliterated. And sure as shit, I had a couple shots of Pink Whitney. I had four uh, Jack Daniels, or excuse me, Jim Beam and Black and Sprites. And I'm ready to rock, buddy. I'm five wins deep, and I'm ready to roll tonight. So you've had four, so you're not stopping at four, right? No, 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 no. I mean, because that's that's you're notorious at just stopping at four. <laughs> I got a stogie going right now. Okay. I got a fire lit in the background. I got the World Series going on. Houston's up two to nothing, bottom of the fifth, with two men on and two outs and a two-two count. Ooh, watch Struck out! Three. Struck about. Well, I got my. I'm on my first beer here, so I'm ready to roll, baby. Well, we had a lot of. A lot of action going on around the NFL. This was trade deadline week. We had a lot of movement going on. Some some GMs took advantage of it. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, we also had a lot of movement around in the NCFFL, but a lot yeah. of trades and quite quite a bit of trades. I, I don't think we've ever seen this amount of trades in the NCFFL in the entire, I don't even know, 10 years that we've been a part of it. Have you? I have not, and, and it's. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Some some questionable ones. I think we'll try to get into it a little bit later. We will. Um, we'll the talk trade that de- trade deadlines about a, about a week away, um, a little over a week away. So hopefully there'll be some more action in the NCFFL trade deadline than there was in the actual NFL. Yeah, we'll look into that. We'll look into the trades, see who the winners and losers are of that, but. Um... All in all, I think it's a great week. I know it was for me. I'm getting hammered right now. I may be buckled by the end of this, but uh, you ready to rock? Let's do it. Let's go. It's time for the weekly Rapid Fire Recap. All right, welcome into this week's segment for Rapid Fire Recap. We're going to go through all the matchups throughout week eight, and we're going to get this thing started with you, Jared. Who you got, bud? All right, we're going to start off first with uh, Brooks versus Pittman. Four. No, not the amount of boat shoes that Brooks currently has, (laughs) but rather – that's the amount of players that Brooks only needed to take down Pittman. 
Uh, Pittman's team didn't put up much of a fight in this one, and he's mm. looking to start wheeling and dealing, and Brooks is just trying to stay in the hunt. And Brooks gets the win easily, and Pittman falls down to the bottom. All right, so uh, let's see who I got here. I got points versus win, moving to three and five, or Sherlock Mahomes of five and three. You know, this is just a poor performance for Brian's team. Not one of his players outscored their projected amount. And in fact, eight of 10 scored less than 10 points, totaling 54.7 points. Bry's on a two game skid. And maybe the mask is coming off his team. He's showing us all of his colors right now. His true colors are showing, I think. As for Mike's squad, despite a poor showing as well, you know, 100 points, you know, and having six players score 32 points, he edges out Brian on the back of Deshaun Watson, pouring 31 points. You know, if Mike plans to rise up that conference, though, he needs to put himself into a position to make the playoffs. He's going to have to score more than 100 points on a consistent basis. Either way, Mike wins the game. Sherlock Mahomes going to 5-3, and three, and we move on. All right. Next up, I'm going to take myself versus John. 10. No. Not just the consecutive years that has passed without John winning a championship, but rather John's skill players scored 10 touchdowns. That doesn't include Rodgers. That's just stupid. I ran into the high score of the week, and I scored the second most. Thank God for those two wild card spots. On to the next. All right, so we have uh, Coop. So this is my team, Cooper Troopers, five and three versus I Joey Butt. But, uh, hold on here, bud. I Joey <laughs> Butt. But. Uh, wait a minute. So <laughs> I deuce like a Cedo. <laughs> what? Water bottles, sex toys, <laughs> Christy first BBC, flaming baseball <laughs> equals your gay. Only Norton, what the, what the, <laughs> uh, so looks that's like, weird. Looks like we were hacked. Well, it looks like I was hacked. And here's the crazy part about this is I had AT&T over at my house earlier today because I've been without an internet. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, did someone get my IP address and just fucking with me right now? But what really, now I think that you're part of this because it says I deuce like a Zito. And that for sure means that you're part of this. So what the fuck is this about? That's not my team. I don't care. I'm Miles of Chubb. I wasn't a part of this. I don't know anything about this. I didn't change my name. <laughs> First of all, one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six people decided to change their name to burn me. But So I, like... get to, I get to five wins and all of a sudden I get... Re- just roasted right now? What's this well, you about? Either, you either want that or you want the celebration. Maybe this would be the new tradition, too. We have the celebration on April 9th, and then if Joe ever hits the five-win mark, everybody just changes their team name to to, to um, pay tribute to it. Are they, are, you like- are they trying to, like, spread juju to, juju to me so that I, I don't win more than five games? 
I have no idea what was going on with this. This was not a part of me. This is pure collusion right now. And quite uh, frankly, I'm flabbergasted. I don't even know how to proceed on the on the segment. You had no. I know you had part of this. I didn't have part of this. I will say that. Here's what I do know: Brad didn't have part of it. Your name's not changed. Now, now Chaz did change his name, but he changed it into a manner to benefit himself. I'm not surprised he's a politician. Um, erroneous, absolute erroneous. But everything so, else, I mean, Christy prefers BBC, really? I mean, we have, I mean, a douche like Zeno, is that, re- water, is that, is that referring bottle, to you? Is water bottle sex toys? Is that, re- that there's got to be a story behind that. I hope there is. Well, I mean, everything tends to be geared towards you. So, I mean, what's going on? Is there something you need to tell us? I have no idea. The flame in baseball equals your gay. I mean, that's that's pretty funny for Brian. <laughs> <laughs> only, only Norton with a belt. That one's funny too. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, let me finish this off. That I mean, Christy prefers big black cops. Is that what that means? I think it is. Oh, it's cops. Cops. Got with it. A, with a cops. Got yeah. it. With two P's. Got it. Yeah. You find that on Pornhub. You just search BBC. Big black cops. Yeah, chasing people down. That's well, just Pittman what got the about. first two things right. Well, yeah. I guess the first and the last. The big <laughs> cop. <laughs> <Not> the black. <laughs> all right, so where are we all in this right, so rapid me, recap? Uh, all right, I got all flustered right there. I'm freaking going nuts right now. Um, all right, so this matchup came down to a kicker, Rob Gold, <coughs> and a Panthers retiring tight end Greg Olson but he couldn't per- but gold outperformed Olson 9 to 2 gave the Cooper Troopers its second win over Rusty I almost was cursed with a case of the slips by leaving nearly 23 points on the bench with David Montgomery and it shouldn't have even been as close as it was despite having Strong performances from Diggs and Barkley and Fournette. My little Cooper Cup and Latavius Murray posted 30-plus points. Put me over the top. Farewell, Rusty. 0-2 this year. I, I stuck it up your hoop. Hey, no loop. Sandpaper be- finish. Boom. No loop right up your hoop. <laughs> you, Sandpaper you, finish. Boom. You beat, him, you beat him twice? Twice. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's got a sting. That's got a sting. All right, my last one. We have a Chaz versus Brad. Nine. No, not the time that Brad had to be at Dick's Sporting Goods in the mornings. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I totally forgot about that era in his life. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. (laughs) so this is what snl characters feel like well yeah (laughs) so it's not it's not that the nine is the difference in defensive points between the patriots and the vikings and we said it last week i said i said it no, we said it. I said Minnesota was the right play, and you said you cannot bench the Patriots defense. No. So Chaz plays the Patriots defense. He wins. Oh, but wait, it's not that simple. 
if. But if you say that about Chaz, then you got to say it about Brad. So Brad, if he does figure out that Thielen is actually going to be inactive, does he go <laughs> Sammy Watkins or does he go Sanu? Because if he goes Sammy Watkins, he ends easily. But they were playing the night game, so maybe he wasn't going to play him. If he goes Sanu, then he would have won. Well, he made the wrong decision. You don't bench your all-star player. Yeah. You don't sit him on the sidelines and say, you know what, you've carried me for seven weeks, but I got a feeling you don't do that. Well, I mean, yeah, it it bit him this time. Especially after the comments that the Browns make earlier in the week saying that they're going to beat the Patriots, that's an automatic start for the Patriots. Well, automatic. I mean, it was it's, it was it was a gamble. I thought he made the right play. It didn't work out that way. The fantasy gods frowned upon him, and they said, "Hey, you're an idiot." The question is, does he continue to make these errors in the future? Uh, maybe and lose and lose lose multiple games because the guy. I mean, he he'd be eight and zero right now. Unstoppable. Yeah. He could he could put his feet up on his desk, smoke his pen, weed pen. And uh, just sit and wait for the playoffs to begin and not have to worry about a thing. But now, you know, he goes on a three-game skid here. Watch out, people. Watch out. I mean, it's just an ass-beating that he's putting on. He has the most points in the league, and he's played the easiest schedule. And so it just looks like he's winning by 50 every week. It's just terrible. But, oh, well. Seven and one. I'm not going to talk about him anymore. But I caught it. I said Brad was going to pull out the victory. All righty. That was a rapid fire recap. It's time to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, welcome into this week's nine segment of the good, the bad, the ugly. Jared, get us started off, buddy. All right. I'm going to flip it back. I'm going to let you start. All right, so I started off writing these down, and I'm like, you know who's really good? Mike Evans. Yeah, he is. Jared Mike Evans. Thanks, Thanks Pittman. 11 catches, 198, two touchdowns off a of bye week. Just absurd. Somewhere around 36, 37 points, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what else is really good? When you have three guys scoring in the 30s, and that's John squad, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Tevin Coleman, and he needed them because the only guy that Jared could have lost to this week was John. And you played him. And you would have beat all other GMs this week. So I'm sorry for adding a little salt on the wounds. Yeah. But, you know, shit happens sometimes. It's fantasy. Yeah. So there's two takes on that. One is I'm not very upset with it because I kind of caught it. I don't know if you remember the podcast last week, and I said Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones have gold matchups. They yep. were two of the ones that killed me. And then I said Joe, John and I were talking about a possibility of me acquiring Tevin Coleman for one of my players. 
and we just couldn't make it work. And I said it was going to come back to bite me this week. I said, yeah. you can go back and listen. And it came back to bite me. The second part of that is, it leads into my good, there is no good in this week when I score the second most <laughs> points and I lose. So I'm going to pivot away from the NCFFL for my good. And my good is actually going to be the NCAA finally having to let players get money off their name and likeness. It made no sense to me that they weren't allowed to do so from the start. Colleges want to pay them, don't pay them, whatever is one thing. But not to allow a person to make money off their name is borderline illegal. What's your, what's your thoughts agree. on that? So let me give you this take. Why don't we just put it in? We had a North Carolina senator say that he was going to totally void this if it were to happen. That's, uh, I think, Richard Burr. First right. of all, what happens when you have a, mu- a musician, right? 12, uh-huh. 13, 14-year-old musician, goes to college on scholarship, a music scholarship, produces an album, sends it out to Apple iTunes, gets a, a gold platinum level, making money, right? Right. Well, they got a scholarship for it. Well, they right. can't do that. But oh. for some reason, an NF or a, a, a football player or a basketball player or a tennis player or a baseball player, they can't make money off of the jersey or baseball cards or whatever, a shoe deal. That's absolutely asinine. I'm 100% behind this. However, I do think there's some things that are in play here that there can be a lot of shenanigans. Hey, you're – you're a, you're a, a top five pro, or a five star recruit for football, for instance, and USC's coming at you. Their guys are saying, "Hey, you come to my my school, show up to my car lot on Sundays, and there's a million dollars in it for the tenure that you're here." LSU bumps in there. Some guys there say, "Hey, do the same thing." Plus, I'll throw in cars for you. I do see where it can get a little bit tricky. Who cares? But My I whole don't thing care. is who cares? If, Personally, if the, if the, I don't the, care. If the car dealership wants to throw a million dollars away, that that's on them. That's not on like the university or anything like that. Hundred percent agree. So the I, only I, thing, I could care less. The only I think thing to me, I, to me, I think it would create more parity where the small these Texas schools that have big boosters, but they don't. The schools don't have enough resources to actually cover everything that's going on that's already happening at the big schools, and. Yeah these guys can just get out in the open and just be like, yeah, I want to pay for these people to stay in Texas and come to SMU and play football. Yeah. Go for it. Who cares? Here's what I want to have happen. I want to have five power conferences and I want them to secede from the NCAA. I think the NCAA is an absolute sham because there's no such thing as a student athlete. You're an athlete student. That's what majority of the people go to school for. They go to play sports and they get an education on the way. And I think they need to secede. I think there needs to be absolutely paid for your likeness and whatnot. And if you can make money because you're good at football or baseball, or whatever the sport is, good for you. You work yeah. your ass off in summer ball, summer league. You're in the weight room. You're still getting good grades. Obviously, you can still get into the schools. You absolutely should be able to make money off of that. As long as it doesn't impede on your athletic play on the field, I don't have a problem with it. However, I do think that those boosters sh- do have to go into contracts. And if, and if you don't, you know, do as well, then they shouldn't have to pay you as much. But, you know, let's get yeah. into the weeds a little bit. But let them go, let, let go rogue. They already are. 100% on board. 
pay the people. I wish you could do it in, in, when I was around. I wouldn't have got to pay the dime. But it, maybe I didn't have to go work at the Gap at, at 5 in the morning <laughs> until 10 o'clock and then go to class. Who knows? True. Yeah, that's, that would suck. But All right. Uh, speaking of your bad, is that your bad? No, my bad is is Chaz just fucking changed his name to Big Dick Fat Pockets, <laughs> and then Brad just changed his name to Chipmunk Sex. Totally knows what I totally know what that one's referring to. <laughs> so I don't know who was in who was the head of this prank, but I, I'm gonna say kudos, pretty solid there. Uh, I got no idea. Pretty awesome prank right there. Uh, my bad. I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. And I got two outlooks on this one, okay? I'll try to be quick. So the first outlook with Brad, you know, from what we thought, a tenured GM, or from what I thought, a tenured GM for which we thought took pride in the NCFFL and his team and now I'm a bit concerned about Brad's commitment to his team and developing a winning culture among the Connor errors. And I'm afraid. Chipmunk, chipmunk sucks. <laughs> but I'm afraid that the old Miami culture is attaching itself into Brad and his GM abilities and the thoughts and processes of the Manning and GM. That's one take. The well, other, we, we always we always knew he was he was still a Dolphins fan at heart. I think it's kind of like molding in like through like osmosis or something. He's like, you know what? We're, let's just try and like just be trash. The other take I had, and I don't think many people thought about this. I think Brad Piz extended a big middle finger, a big f you to Chaz. And he says, you know what? I don't need the 15th best wide receiver to beat you. To beat you. But I'm going to play him despite him being ruled out. And say, F you, Chaz. I can beat you without this guy. I'm going to put him in my fucking starting lineup. What do you think? Do you think that's the route he took? Or do you think it's number one? I think it's number one more than the second route. Um, I could also see may, maybe he... Uh, uh, maybe Chaz, maybe slid a little something under the, the table. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a little collusion I right there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what would benefit I mean, Chaz right there? Big trying to go undefeated. Trying to go undefeated. I mean, he says it's in his name, um, Deep Pockets. Whoa, so. big home run right there. Solo Jack. Wow. Anthony Rendon, two to one. Off Granky in the bottom of the six, top of the six, wow. seven. Wow. All right. So my bad. My bad is going to be you. You went on a rant last week about the Chicago Bears, so I'm going to go on a rant this week about the NC State football. Ryan Finley just got the call up. They are benching the Bengals are benching Andy Dalton. Yeah. And Ryan Finley is going to be the new starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals going into week 10. All right, so I, I almost interjected there and said, who the fuck is Ryan Finley? But I just let you keep going because I have no idea why we were talking about NCAA football on a on an NFL podcast. But now I understand, so go ahead. Well, it's NC State football specifically. So, okay, go ahead. Here, here's my bad, okay? 
in the past two decades, past 20 years, guess how many years of those 20 years NC State had a starting NFL quarterback? Years? Like yes. at NCF? Uh, well, I want to say two or three with Russell. I'd say three. I don't know, but three with Rivers. Glennon started a few, so I'm going to go total 11. 15. Damn. Philip Rivers. Rivers was there for four years. Wilson was there for three years. Glennon was there for three years. Jacoby Brissett was there for two years. No shit. Yep. That's where he transferred from Florida, and he graduated from NC State. Did not he, know that. He played there for two years, and Ryan Finley for three years. I don't know who Ryan Finley is. Well, he's the starting quarterback for the Bengals. But okay. he was the NC State of the past three years. Really good. So 15 of the past 20 years, NC State has had a starting NFL quarterback. Mike Glennon, debatably. But he was on the Bears, so – yeah, he got bounced around. He wasn't really – he was all in all the, the loser organizations, so quarterbacks and those never, don't ever really make it. But we ain't got shit to show for it at NC State. 15 of 20 years was starting NFL quarterbacks, and we ain't got shit to show for it. Welcome to life as an NC State fan. That's Is that coaching? Bad. What do you contribute that to? Oh, the fuck no. I mean, part of it – I mean, all the NC State people, we can blame it on – we're stuck in a division with Florida State and Clemson. Granted, Florida State's down now. But beat them. Five years. Roll a fucking okay. sack and beat them. Well, it goes back to my good. Maybe if they just open it up and more boosters just start fucking paying people, stop being pussies about it. Well, gee, I mean, Jesus, you got a huge booster over there in the, in the Hayslip family. True, true. I was going to say something, but I won't. Ah, uh, you don't have to. We don't have to crawl okay. up that. All time. right, all, all right. right. Let's go to your ugly. What do you got, bud? All right, my ugly is going to be Pittman's current state of affairs. Holy shit, that's mine too. All right, you go first. <laughs> all right, so Pittman is currently sitting at the bottom of his division. He's three back. With what do we got? Five weeks to go. Five weeks left. Three back. Five weeks to go. He's sitting in last in points. He's got a lot of way, a lot of things to go up. I think, did he leave us a message? Um, he did leave us a message. You want to play that now or later? Let's play it now. Can we play it now? Yeah, we can play it now. Just give me one sec, yeah. You want to go through any of your data first? All right, so while, while Joey's uh, firing that up, here's I, I took a little deep dive in. and um, Let's see. I was looking at his roster this week, and, I mean, I know we're running into some bye weeks now, but, I mean, he maybe has two guys on his team that would play for other people. Um, that's not good. I do know that he's got, he's got three pass catchers this week that's in a run-first offense where 70% of the plays go through the running back. That's not good. That's not, that's not a, a recipe for success in fantasy football. So, yeah, I don't. Let me tell you what else is in a recipe for fantasy football. So I did some numbers myself. He's averaging 109.5 points per game. That's not good. He is also losing 
or excuse me, not losing. Well, he is losing. But in 25% of his fantasy football games, he has been the lowest scoring team. All right. So that's bad. I do credit him for a couple of trades and whatnot. But I mean, currently right now, he's in 10th place. He's 112.17 points behind Slip. And he's 140.11 points behind the final wild card spot. So <laughs> it's, it's not a good outlook here. What else do you got before we get to this voicemail? So the, the other stat I have was I went back and I looked. Can you guess the average number of players that are on people's drafted – that are on people's roster right now that they drafted? Uh, we, we not, not, 16. Not, not, not counting kickers or defenses. Okay, so we're 16 rounds. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. All right, so I eliminate two. We're at 14. I'm going to go with half of that. I'm going to go 50%. Let's put it at 55, just in case. So what's that? The players-wise, that's what, seven to? Seven and a half players. Okay, so the, the lowest was seven, and the highest was nine. Wow. Nine GMs, nine GMs were between either seven and nine of their current roster consisting of players that they drafted. That's bananas. Guess how many Pittman has? I don't know. Four? One. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Not counting his kicker and defense, he currently has one player on his current roster that is on the team that he drafted, and that's a concussed Brandon Cooks. Oh my lord! So, oh my god! Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I that's don't about as bad as Howie Kendricks just punishing a ball to the right field fence with a two-run go-ahead jack. Washington's up three to two in the seventh. Let's get to this uh, voicemail, all right, bud? All right, here it comes. Hey guys, uh, got a question for you. Currently, I sit in last place, down by a lot of points. My team's just—it's it, on the mend, you know. I'm, I'm making trades. I'm trying to spice it up. I'm trying to figure out what I can do to get out of that last place. All I need is ninth. I don't need tenth. I just need ninth. I'm not even looking at playoffs. We're talking playoffs. Don't even need it. Just ninth place. Give me some suggestions. Should I alter my lineup? Should I move some people in and out? What should I do? All right, so let me start this off here. I got a couple things I want to say. First of all, I appreciate the fact that he's calling in and saying, you know what, guys, I need help here. It's a rough year for me. I don't know what to do. My team is struggling. The second thing I heard, is just windshield wipers going back and forth. So obviously (laughs) it's just pissing rain wherever the hell he's at. And it's going back and forth. And he's struggling to see. And I think he's struggling to see what his team is. He doesn't have an identity, right? Well, yeah. And I I like how he's coming to the the guy holding the romper and the notorious four and nine guy for advice. Yeah. Which is which is which is classic. But I I mean I want to say this, though. I want to say this. 
I credit Pittman quite a bit for making trades. He is trying to make his team better. He is committed to finding a way to win and not giving up on the season. And you got to respect that. This guy's going out trying to say, all right, the guys I have right now suck donkey dick. What can I do to try and move them and maybe get a spark with some other players? And I think I think it's going to work for him. I don't know if he's – the other thing I heard was he doesn't even care about getting into sixth place and making the playoffs. All he cares about is getting into ninth place, which has been my MO for the last four years. Well, which, he's got – I mean, at that place, he just has to kind of get lucky in some of those teams that have three wins right in front of them. He needs some of them to just kind of catch a skid and maybe get a little bit unlucky. That's what happened to me last year when going up against them. Finished third in points, and I finished last because of record. So, I don't – I'm looking at his team, and I got nothing nothing magic happening. I mean, I mean, I think Lockett's a good player. Gurley's a good player. Um, maybe if he can get lucky with the DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and the Panthers come around uh, – I don't know the. I mean, it's kind of starting to. It's getting dicey with them. I I think he's going to pull it off. I don't know who he's going to pull it off against, but if he can pull off a couple victories here and get to that tough four win number, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just for some reason I don't see Pittman winning the romper if there's such a thing as winning it. Yeah, but we can both agree that that's. A very, very easy ugly going on right now. Oh, for sure. 100%. All right. Let's move on, bud. Okay. What do you say we interview you? Uh, All right. Yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand down. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes? Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shout out of a can. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I think we're done here. Thank you. All right, welcome in to the episode nine interview section of the Hot Rouse and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. This man consistently shoots the mid to not high 90s golfing. In college, this man once dated an entire group of girls, and for some reason, they all continue to still be friends. He has been accredited with the invention of the quote-unquote frogger. This man also christened an apartment that Slip and I once lived in before we had the opportunity to do so. (laughs) In his college baseball career, he had only 28 more hits than strikeouts. And took more red lackey hops to the neck than he could have ever predicted. And when Christy wouldn't give him the time of the day, he settled for her sister Kelly instead. He's a man of many nicknames, including Iceman, El Piz, the Frogman, El Cunado, but mostly just Piz. Here he is, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but after all these years, but my brother-in-law and GM to the Connor Air Fantasy Football Team, Mr. Bradley Pizel. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I want somebody to read that when I die. (laughs) 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 What's going to happen first, Joe Championship or your death? 
Ooh. Ooh. My death. Ooh, dang. <laughs> Not even yeah. thinking about it. And end the interview. <laughs> All right. That was great, guys. Glad we could have this fun. <laughs> oh, man. What, so what's, so what's, your, what's your setup right now? Where, where are you? Are you in the, the office? You out in the truck? Man, I'm <laughs> in the truck, son. Come on. Now, sitting in the living room, got a drink, watching some baseball, looking for a good game. Okay. What kind of drink you got? Uh, Glenn Livid on the rocks. Whoa, you hear that, Chaz? I don't even know if that's bourbon. What is it? What it is? That's good stuff. It's scotch. Yeah, scotch. Probably a twelve year, if I had to guess. Okay, Joey. Joey, what you what you drinking on? A pink Whitney. Uh, I had a pink (laughs) Whitney shot earlier in the day just to get things started, and now I'm four deep on uh, some uh, Jim Beam Black and uh, Sprite. Four deep. Who's taking pink Whitney shots? Uh, your boy Joe is. <laughs> okay. You're four deep. What time did you start? There's a reason for this. Okay. And we'll get into that later or early on in the podcast. <laughs> oh, he's celebrating. That's right. Okay. So we'll I get into you. why I'm so I'm you, half cocked right now and half buckled. So you're going to we'll get you, to that. All right. So by the end of the show, you're going to have five completed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily five, if not, okay. you know, a couple beers to go with it. Yeah. That's been that's been your that's been the number that is just hard to obtain for you. So you might stop at four. <laughs> no, good <laughs> greatest burn all night. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> well, I'm over here. I guess I'm just pussying out, and I'm drinking some a little IPA action. There's Whoa. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's it's, it's I'm on number two right now. So we're uh, we're not just penetrating for a long time yeah mm-hmm. hey hey one more and you'll get to your total win count, so that's good um, <laughs> hey well, so bradley how we're gonna operate here is we're gonna ask you a couple questions uh that may or may not be fantasy related some of them are and then we're gonna put you onto the hot seat at the end and you know how that goes we're gonna rapid fire you some questions just some quick answers probably one of the best parts of the interview process but we're gonna get things going here i think i'll start off and you know i I think it's if we didn't ask this question, I think we would be doing the NCFFL and injustice. And I, I, I want to ask as, as far as all the other GMs, you know, how does it feel to be the, the only GM to knock the hammer off of his win streak? Man, you know what? It's, uh, it's embarrassing and it's awesome at the same time. I mean, the, the first, the the Thursday debacle of not starting somebody in place of Thielen, I thought it was just an epic disaster. Turns out that's the recipe for beating Chaz is just sitting one guy on your team and then playing everybody else and catching some guys on his bye week. That's well, it. I think the rest of the squad or the rest of the GMs would like to know kind of how that you know what's the backstory to that. So. At my wife's, she has a uh, summit deal that they do. They go away to a destination spot in the Carolinas. Kind of went out, played some golf in the afternoon, got a little drunk, came back, had to get ready, had to go out to a dinner. Didn't realize what day it was. Shit happens. And all of a sudden, you get a whole bunch of buzzing going on in your pants. Turns out your boy's telling you, hey, you're an idiot. I hate you. Get out of the league type shit. So So I heard a lot of wah, 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 wah. and then I also heard fantasy football I really don't care about. 
Uh, so well, is that true? I don't know that that's true, but you care way too much, and you're four and nine or less for the last fifteen years. <laughs> Not this five year, and three right now. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, welcome to the anniversary, the ten-year anniversary potential playoff move, right here. <laughs> hey, what? What? So, what do you think the punish? There should be a punishment if somebody starts an inactive player. What should that be? Man, I feel like at least a shin kick. Who? Uh, From who? Your kids? I feel like you got to let the guy that you started it against do it. So, I mean, I feel like Chaz might deserve that one. He, <laughs> That's he, a 300-pound shin kick you're about to have. Good God. Well, he doesn't really work out, so I'm not expecting him to really kick hard. Uh, he could he probably like soccer, too, so he probably little tap you. I don't think yeah. he likes soccer, but no. oh well. So the burning question for me, I mean, that was everybody's burning, but not mine. Mine was, I mean, with the the whole picking up, it's all about that and trying to see who um, who you can sneak off the waiver wire to to help catapult you. So my question is, Jay Ajayi. So you know how Shefty has two phones when he's always on ESPN and everything. I have the hookup to his other phone. Turns out he fed me some bad info, <laughs> and I spend eight bucks on AHI. Now I get hurt. You know it happens. <laughs> well, yeah. is, that, is that one hooked up to like Jay Glazer too? Yeah, What's you know, on? you know when I actually like you know when uh, what is it? Commissioner Gordon has the uh, the bat phone. Brad's got the Shefty phone. I just start dialing my stuff in there. So is that guy still on your team, Ajayi? Just uh, holding no. holding up a roster spot for you? No, I dropped him up for another great pickup, which was great. Your boy uh, that just got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Kenyon so, Drake. Can sure enough. And he might not even start, which sucks even worse, but it is what it is. He'll play nice. this week, but against that vaunted 49ers defense. Although, yeah, yeah you can yeah. you can kind of run on him. But, yeah, well, uh, we'll see. Who, who knows what's going to happen. i got to make sure i got him in the lineup for Thursday or – I'm going to have to figure something else out. Yeah, or go golfing, get hammered, and forget about everything. Seems to be working for you. So, Brad, yeah. um, you, you know, you're four and four, and you're only five points out uh, from the sixth place playoff position. Where do you see, or what do you see, the current state of Connor Air? Where do you think you're going? Uh, I am in sixth. And... Uh, you're in sixth place, but according yeah. to the point structure, you're uh... actually five points out. I'm good. All Behind right. me, the guy that yeah. beat you twice this year. Yeah, that's that sucks to account for a lot of your wins. But, uh, no, I feel like biggest thing that I need to happen is DeAndre Hopkins. Or, yeah, Hopkins just needs to freaking start scoring. It's the bottom line. If I can get that to happen, I will – I'll start coming back into this thing, and I feel like I got a pretty good squad. But Has he been the most disappointing pick that you've had so far this year? Yes. Um, him and Engram second. Engram really just since uh, – what's the Duke boy's name? Since he's come in, he really – Daniel Jones. Yeah. I loved it when Eli was in there. All he would do was just throw to straight up Engram, man. So, oh, Eli, Johnny, check down. Yeah. Well, I feel good about it. That's why I picked Engram. Yep. It's a good so, call. Yeah. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is ninth in points right now, wide receiver. What all do you want? What else do you want from him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I want. 
I mean, he has literally not done DeAndre Hopkins stuff all year long. Like, he's just having average 10, 11-point games. You know he needs to be scoring. So just consistency. I'm not asking for consistency out of the best wide receiver in the league. I'm asking for – I'm asking him to do what he's supposed to do, like 17 to 20, like he always does every year. Gotcha. But But he's not doing that. It's all right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, DJ Chark is doing better than him. That was a great pickup. I had some, doubt, I had some doubts about him, but he reminds me of Allen Robinson like three years ago. So could be. I'll take I'll take it. It was definitely the the finer moment on my waiver wire situation this year. They haven't been great, but he was good. Yeah, that's 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 like a classic Jared pickup. I, but I can't wait until like John somehow going to pick up Jay Ajayi, and then he's going to like get signed to like the Redskins. No, it'd be, it'd be like, it'd be actually like a good team. Somebody like the uh, Eagles. Yeah. Maybe the, nah, maybe the Texans, like the Texans will sign him, And then he'll just like, just start like plumbing through everything. And they're like, Oh, he's good. Which will work out even worse than my favorite. They'll start going through a Jai. They won't throw it to Hopkins. And then John beats me. Exactly. I mean, I'm looking. I mean, I'm looking at your squad right now. I just, I mean, you don't have any holes, you know. You don't. Yeah, just just, don't get, just don't get to my bench, and I'm all right. Well, but you're, (laughs) but I mean, we're we're kind of getting to the point of the season now where that's kind of what you want, you know. Let's let's hope. I I got my fingers crossed that that's pretty much making my decisions for me. I don't want to, I don't want to be in that uh, flex game. I don't like doing that. I want to know what I go to every week. Well, and now that we are in the divisions, I thought about texting you and said, Hey buddy, Thielen's out. And I'm like, Nah. Delete, delete text. <laughs> <laughs> delete text. That's what friends are for. Yeah. You know? And then I, you and know? I was, was going to send it to like a, a, a few other leagues, man. But I'm like, wait a second. They're in the other division. I'm not going to. Nah. We'll, we'll send that out at like 820 when right after kickoff. So let me tell you what kind of friend I am. I'm also his brother-in-law. And I just was silent. Just zipped lip. No heads up. I was like, I can't believe he's doing this right now. But as a brother-in-law, I kind of felt compelled to like, hey, bro, you got him in here. You might want to do it. But on the other hand, I'm like, no, this is fantasy. No, the real story is you just want to sit there and go, I want Brad to fucking lose so I can make fun of my brother-in-law for one year. I, I, I haven't I been able to do Jazz that in eight years. <laughs> Jazz is in my, in my division. I need him to lose as many times as possible. I want him. But I felt, I felt compelled because I knew nobody else, no other GM was saying anything to you. Well, what am I going to do? Burn it for everyone else? You're a grown man. Make your decisions. Manage your own team. I did. I didn't change it, and I won. I mean, let's move on. Very fact. Very good point. So let me ask you this here. You and Kelly recently celebrated eight years of marriage yesterday. Congrats. Yeah. Didn't know let's, that. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. So, but let's be honest. You and I never thought it would have lasted that long, no. let alone having three boys. But what do you contribute the success of your marriage with? Oh, man. That, that's, a, that's a deep question. I wasn't expecting to get that. Um uh... <laughs> God, I feel good about it. I don't, I, I wasn't expecting that. 
just drink a lot and have some sex, create some boys, and let's move forward. All right. Yeah. Speaking of what, what's, what's Kelly's favorite position when it comes to sleeping? <laughs> that was that was a very good ending to that. We'll we'll, uh, we'll go from there. We'll just pass on all the stuff in the bedroom. <laughs> so so I what, go ahead. Go ahead, but no, uh, Jared, you go ahead. Take I was going to say what I've been trying. We've been kind of getting polls here lately. Who are the six people that are making the playoff spots? Clearly, we're asking you because you have no idea how the six people are determined. Yeah, well, I thought I was just – never mind. Anyways, Chaz, <laughs> Brian, Joe, John, me, Rusty. God, Rusty, huh? Wow. I mean, it's a good six. Who's – at this point, everybody's in it except Pittman. Can we agree I mean, on that? Uh, a mean, 1,000%. And potentially Mike. I don't know. I don't no, know. Mike, uh, he's two I mean, games he's... back. So I, one of my questions was, you know, there's eight guys that are potentially in the mix here. He's also – he's also, Pittman he's, scratched. The guy who complains about points is also only 27 points back on the sixth spot. Yeah. So, so uh, all eight guys, you know, you eliminate Chaz who's going to be in the mix. Everyone else minus Pittman's right in there, and they're only two games back. So yeah. it's going no, to be very, agree very with close, you. I think, down the down the stretch here. The point situation is going to be very fun. Um, it, it, <laughs> the reality is you just want to score at this point. Uh, win or lose because you just need to throw up points because that's going to be fun at the end. Yeah. So, sure. Brad, you know, um, we got the World Series going on right now, and it's Game 7 versus – uh, we got the Astros versus the Nats, and the Astros are up one nothing right now. And we got Halloween coming tomorrow. And one of the GMs wanted to know, you know, if if you were going to go to Halloween, so tomorrow, is your costume going to be Jose Altuve? <laughs> uh, easily the closest, uh, closest in height. <laughs> I wouldn't say weight. I would say height uh, to my stature. For sure, that's a pretty good guess. But no. <laughs> Who are you going as? Uh, Casey Jones, Ninja Turtle style, man. Whoa, yeah. yeah. That's going to be April? Sure enough, son. Okay. She's got, she's got the yellow in the microphone. What the, what, which Ninja Turtle is getting left out? Uh, none. none. We, got, we, got to, we got four. Are y'all doing left. it together? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and terrorize our neighborhood. Man, they're calling for bad weather though. While it's raining, yeah. Mm. That might uh, uh, we might adjust to Friday. I think there's been some social media messages uh going around the neighborhood. They might move it to Friday. I don't know about y'all down in the uh, South Charlotte area. There's but... been some pushes for it, but um all right, last fantasy question before we get to the hot seat. Okay. If you if you you have any more, Joe? I got one more after you from another GM. Okay. If you can change any rule in the NCFL, what would it be? Quarterback points. I like I like I want to have the six points there. For a touchdown. touchdown? Yeah, I'm sorry. On a touchdown. Man, that would change the whole landscape of drafting. Sure would. That would make it even more interesting. 
Oh, on drafting, keepers, all that stuff. Well, I would mean, you? Would I you think vote? I, I think everybody's getting pissed off about the the New England defense. I mean, the reality is, it's just absurd. We get it; it's an aberration. But stop bitching about it. It sucks. Just <laughs> move on. There's a way would, I'm looking at it. Would you rather go to six points passing touchdowns or leave it at four and do a two quarterback league? No, I don't want to do no. that two quarterback crap, man. That's that's that's, that's yeah, it's for douches, dude. That's yeah, I got it. That's for experts. Got it. Douches, yeah. experts. Yeah, I got it. Same. Give me yeah. a ring. Let's bring Brooks back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, right, what? So before... I don't get it. <laughs> I thought it was just funny. You, you just All right, so before we, uh, before we put you here on the hot seat, we did get another question from a GM. He says, uh, and we actually did have a voicemail that we're going to have to get to from another GM. So we'll get to that right after this. But So a GM says he wants to know whose kids are going to be more athletic, Joe's or yours, and why? Mm. Mine, because they don't have – they didn't come from a guy with a fire tattoo. <laughs> the athletic, yeah. athletic ability was always there. The fire tattoo came later. I once saw you go over your handlebars trying to do a pop-up wheelie on your bike. And I came away. I, wa- I got up, stood up, took a shot of Jim Beam, and partied on, Wayne. Yeah, and then you had to walk home with your bike. Uh, I think I slept on your couch or bed and turned it green one night, but that's a Whoa. different story. Whoa. <laughs> no, another Halloween burn, but we'll go for that. <laughs> sure, that was a fun Halloween, I'll tell you that much. So let me get to uh let me get to this uh we had a voicemail come in. Came from a GM, I'm not gonna say who. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it for you and we'll uh listen to it live here. And I uh, just want to get your reaction for it, okay? So let me know when you're ready. You ready? I'm uh, ready. All right, here it goes. Two-part question here. A few years back, you were involved in a very intense cornhole uh, match at your house <laughs> following the draft. Part one, what did you think about when that cornhole bag went about 60 miles per hour by your face <laughs> and follow-up question would said thrower of that bag still be alive if it connected with your face <laughs> first part glad it missed second part <laughs> i think we're all it, glad it missed the second part it would have been questionable uh i mean that thing would have been gone he'd have been gone like his bike is right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad that g that gm left that message because one of my questions on the hot seat was going to be around that and which gm would you want to you could blindfold the GM and throw a cornhole bag as fast as you could. And it would probably, I mean, I'm guessing it would probably be Joe, right? <laughs> probably just for shit. <laughs> just, yeah, that's funny. just for family camaraderie. Yeah. 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 yeah you, you know, just, just, to, <laughs> just to eat a little cornhole, man. You'll be, yeah, right. man. <laughs> All 
All right. Well, uh, we appreciate uh, you answering those questions here. But are you ready for the hot seat? We're about to put you on there, Bradley. Uh, no, I'm about as ready as I can be. I can't wait to see what my <laughs> boys brought up. All right. So we're going to probably go back and forth for a little while here. Uh, we're just going to fire off some questions for you. So without further ado, here we go. Who has the hairier back, you or Slip? Me. No doubt. All right. What's been your favorite draft day? I would say this last one was pretty solid. <laughs> that was a good one. I mean, you had betting, you had drinking, you had mollies. I mean, we started hungover, got drunk again. Ah, it was great. Boat rides. Hell yeah. This last one. All right. Over under three. How many times have you heard of John pissing in a closet or a laundry room? over for sure (laughs) (laughs) bigger kick in the nuts andrew luck retiring two hours after you drafted him Ah. or or taking the first ground ball of your senior season right in the dick sans cup (laughs) definitely the latter he he can always come back from somebody retiring waiver wire strong the second one all right, who has a bigger wrench, you or your taller and more or and more athletic brother? I mean, I mean, height wins. I mean, that's probably the truth, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I ain't looking because I don't want to verify it, but shit happens, right? <laughs> We're all dealt our own cards, man. True or false? You once Wolverined on top of a random car and carried thousand percent. That was and, so great. And it was probably one of my top five moments of my life. I it was. Really I remember cool. turning that corner in the car in the cab and you're just on top of some random white car just <laughs> on the hood of it, just Wolverine and as we coming around. I think the cab driver slammed on brakes. He's like he's like, No, nah, I'm gonna drop you off about a half block away. I don't wanna get near that guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, All right. At this point in their lives, who is your favorite son? Emmett, Graham, or Bennett? Everyone sleeps the most. Yeah, I would love to say that answer. Uh, Graham, just because he's batshit crazy. And you never <laughs> dude is nuts. <laughs> that dude's going to be jumping out of windows when he's yeah. four. You want to know who's going to do the Wolverine next, Jared? It's going to yeah. be that. <laughs> yeah. So your other brothers are going to go to Georgia, and he's the one that's going to go to, like, ECU. I tell you what, in 14 years, we are going to be reliving Brad's life in college through Graham. (laughs) There we go. Let's get ready. If he comes back with a random name like an Elpiz in French, I'm going to be screwed or something. (laughs) (laughs) Better dresser, Brooks or Joe? Oh, Jesus. God, neither one of them has changed their style since (laughs) college. So, I mean – Joe, maybe, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I love it. All right. How many GMs are you Eskimo brothers with? <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, shit fire. You're going to have to give me more than this podcast to figure that out. I know Pittman. Uh, I think you, for sure. Brother? Jer- yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate. Uh, it is accurate. What's the girl from across Mountaineer Village from us? Uh Minnesota, you called her. A Wait, I mean, we don't have to get into specifics. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, 
maybe Brian. I don't know. I, I we were Brian, Brian might be all of those. Uh, I can't be quite sure on Brooks. Brooks is Man, a sneaky I, bastard, though. He might know. I, I would say I over thought under Brooks probably, was an easy one. I don't know. Maybe three. You got to give me a minute, man. I, I don't even know. Three, four, maybe. Okay. Whew, wow. So the follow up to that question. Higher percentage than Joe's winning record. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, what made me say that about Slip was the follow up question was true or false? You and Slip are Eskimo brothers twice over. So I don't know if, where that Ooh. came from. We're going to have to really evaluate this. There might yeah. be a follow-up interview. I don't know. This might be a separate <laughs> pod. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go into the separate pods. We don't have to do yeah. that on this. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Last week, we, we called you out for being stiffler. Who Would you agree with that? Uh, you see the similarities. I w- yeah, I see the similarities. I, I wouldn't disagree with it. Um, back then, now, no. Um, a lot more tame now. Who would play you in your life movie? And what kind of movie would it be? Ah, shit. It would definitely be a tragedy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's good about Uh, himself, apparently. No, it's all, it's all fun and games. We're playing on podcast stuff. Uh, now it'd probably be a comedy. I, I think I'm a, Pretty, uh, pretty funny dude. Take things like a Ryan Reynolds can. type comedy, like, like, uh, definitely a dirty comedy, like a Ryan yeah. Reynolds, probably him because he's we have similar characteristics, yeah, great, yeah, great, okay, great, great bodies, good sense of humor, you know, okay, those, yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah, 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 so it'd be a fantasy, yes, fantasy, okay, got it, yeah, so good job. We were got doing it. fantasy football, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. All good, right, we're good. In your opinion, has being bow-legged shortened your height by three inches? At least, I guarantee. <laughs> it. In the for your sake, maybe if we're talking about it, I probably got to back it down to a two and a half because that's just how we do this on your podcast. <laughs> uh, but it, it's easily three inches. Man, they're pretty. They're pretty wide, bro. I wonder I mean, if there's some scientific studies that show that. I don't know. Maybe it makes you more awesome. Uh, that's figure. That's why that guy was gifted this way. How many? How many uh, NCFFL championships do you have? Zero. How many does Joe have? Zero. So y'all are tied. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'll make a note. Uh-huh. Got it. Tied. All right. True or false? In your college career, you struck out in twenty percent of your at bats. Uh, if you're bringing it up, it's probably true. It's actually false. Why is that, Joe? Uh, because it was 21% is the actual <laughs> percentage. <laughs> hey, man, shoot your shot. If you're going to swing, and, you better swing hard if you're going to swing. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> How much money would you comfortably bet to beat Joe in a round of golf? Uh, well, I beat him. We beat him a couple times the last time we played, haven't we? You've beat me on the total, I think, three times. So what would but, the wager be this weekend? You play for this amount of money. He would want. He would win. want strokes. Well, yeah. I mean, I probably take at this point. I'm not gonna. I don't know. Two hundred bucks. Let's put it that way. Dang. Okay. 
How many Maybe. strokes are you getting? Are you doing straight up or strokes? Yeah, I would definitely get strokes, but that's about the max that I would even do with the strokes. Damn. I'll, I'll play that game one day. <laughs> uh, scotch or whiskey? Whiskey. Okay. How many more questions you got, Joe? Uh, beer or truly? <laughs> <laughs> Depends how far – it depends if you run out of the beer, man. Truly is all that's left. It's okay. Uh, but definitely beer in front. And I got one left. Go for Yourself, it. Jared. All right. So last one here. I think this may be the toughest question of them all. Mellow mushroom or Qdoba? Oof. Mellow. I love me some Esperanza sauce, man. <laughs> all right. I got, I got one last question. It's, we have, I got four beers here and I'm going to tell you each beer and I want you to tell me which GM's current fantasy team matches that beer. Oh, I like this game. <laughs> well, well, first we're going to start off with uh, Dos Equis, Amber, not Lager. Ooh. Uh, I mean, you say Amber, all I think of is red. So Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Next one. Let's go. I with, was thinking uh, Amber Handy, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> let's go uh, hop, drop, and roll. Ooh. If we're doing word association, I'm going to stick with it. I'm thinking fire. And Chaz's team has been on fire all year. So I'll go Chaz. Ooh. All right. Like that. All right. How about. Uh, how about Foster's? Ooh. I think Chubby can. I'm, I'm Somebody's going to be a little pissed right here. Rusty's getting a little chubby, so I'm thinking <laughs> Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the uh, the last one is O'Doul's. Thinking no alcohol. I mean – Shit, Mike doesn't drink much. He's probably drinks less out of the group. We'll go Mike on that one. Okay, okay, got it, got it. All right, that's all I got. Man, that was a that was a tricky ending, bro. Fair enough, man. You well, enjoyed well. it. Enjoyed you guys. Uh, thanks for all the questions, and uh, yeah, keep on. Wish, yeah, so I, thanks. I, I, uh, th- I'd like to wish you luck, but I mean, nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> Not today, son. Not today. Keep losing. <laughs> Keep losing and let me win. No, I probably will. Well, on behalf on uh, Jared, the Hot Rods want to say thank you for uh, coming on the podcast this uh, this week and jumping onto the hot seat. We know there's, those can be some difficult questions at times, so we do appreciate it. And uh, we hope uh, – I don't know who you got this week. I haven't looked at my notes here, but uh, good luck to you the rest of the way. Maybe we'll see each other in the playoffs, huh? All righty. We'll see. Later. (laughs) Take care. Here comes the boom or bust. All right, welcome into this week's segment of Boom or Bust. We're going to go through each of our booms and or bust for the next week, week nine. Uh, I'll get 
things started here. Last week I went Derrick Henry. He was going to go bananas on a boom at 122 yards and two touchdowns. His actual line, 16 rushes, 75 yards, fumble lost. Missed the vote <laughs> on that one. <laughs> However, I do think my boom this week is going to go to Pittman and Tyler Lockett. Ooh. He has done okay for the year but I would say has underperformed based on where his expectations were heading into the season. Uh, He's only has one week over 20 plus points. I think he has his second week against the bucks and his line's going to be a nine receptions, 133 yards and one touchdown nearing close to 25 points. My Tyler Lockett. I do like that pick. And I gave him away. Yeah, I I got something for it. They're both on my bench. Yeah, I'm liking it. Um, All right, my boom of the week is going to go to a Mr. Mike Williams with the Chargers. Um, He's uh, he's 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 been a little MIA MIA lately. He's missed some opportunities, but I think this is the week he's going to kind of bust through. He's going to have seven catches, ninety-five yards, two touchdowns. Whoa, two, yeah, two for touchdowns. Russell, yeah, Rusty just Mike Williams is going to be my boom of the week. To my knowledge, he's not even playing Mike right now. He's got mm. Johnny Brown in there. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay. All right. So my bus last week, just as a reminder, I decided to go with Devonte Adams, Good call. but I did have a caveat in there, and I said if he plays, he did not play. So. My bus did not work. However, I'm doubling down. I'm saying Devontae Adams is going to be a bus this week. Again, caveat, if he plays. If he plays. If he doesn't play, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. Whoa. Okay. On paper, it's a bitch on paper, boys. We're a bitch on paper. But it's a juicy matchup, a depleted Denver defense, a team that looks to be giving up on the season against a, a, a rookie quarterback. In my opinion, I still think Vic Fangio messes around with Baker Mayfield and they force Baker to play quarterback. And he's not very good at playing quarterback. They're going to stick eight in the box, make them throw the ball around. I think they shut it down, bust Nick Chubb this week. Well, I might Sorry. need to do some, Sorry, I need to do some adjustments there. Make um, an adjustment. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, my bust is going to go to a, a Mr. A Terry McLaurin, mm. the wide receiver mm-hmm. of the Redskins, going up to a Buffalo Bills. Who's going to throw him the ball? We don't know. Maybe Case Keenum. Maybe he gets knocked out. Who knows? This guy's a tough test. He's going to be facing a really good corner in Tredavious White. So I think McLaurin's going to go for about four catches for 44 yards. Ouch. Six points, eh? Mm-hmm. All right. There we go, boys. That was this week's segment of Boom or Bust. time it is it's time to reach into that mailbox and see what our fans sent us
All right, welcome in. We have a uh, kind of a new segment. We haven't done it in quite a while. Uh, just a reminder to all the GMs out there at, in the NCFFL, if you want to leave, some, leave us a voicemail, the easiest way to do that is to download the Anchor.fm app, and in there you can leave us a voicemail. We love hearing from you. And, uh, in fact, we've had uh, quite a bit of voicemails come in for this week, and it has been absolutely phenomenal. But Jared, just want to get to, uh, we got one voicemail that came in that we haven't played. Want to get your thoughts on it. Um, I listened to it once, but here we go, all right? All right. Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Commish. I was thinking about something the other day that I wanted to run by you to get your thoughts on uh, prior to sending it out to the entire league for their feedback. It's on the topic of league payouts. Now, I know you don't have a ton of experience with league payouts, Joe, but I'm still (laughs) interested in getting your perspective. Uh, As a way of background, several seasons ago, we installed a payout for the regular season winner. It was meant to give the number one seed in the playoffs a little extra cash for a job well done in the regular season. Now that we have divisions and are not all seated directly against one another, I was wondering if it made sense to give the regular season winner of each division a payout instead of just the number one overall seed in the league. It could be easily administered and wouldn't put a huge burden on the league treasurer, so no worries there. Uh, Just curious what you boys think, and if you think it's something worth exploring further. I'll take it off the air. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it off the air. That's solid right there. Good job, Johnny. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, Well, my first thought is, how much does someone get for winning the league? Because I have no idea because I don't even come close. Yeah, I've been, I haven't experienced that in a while either, so I don't, I don't know. Let's, let's say it's 100 bucks. So at that point, then, do you put it at 50 apiece for each divisional winner? I would think so, yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole purpose of the whole divisions was trying to get back to the – well, not back, but – to a situation where at least a majority of the people you're competing with is playing at least the same schedule. So I think you should reward the winner of each division because they essentially played the same schedule as the people they were primarily competing with. True. Um, although, you know, you and I both know that teams change throughout the year based on waiver acquisitions, injuries, things like that. Um but I do think overall the, the schedules are pretty much fair for the most part with this new concept that we're doing. Um, I, would, I would be okay with it. And quite frankly, I'd be okay with maybe throwing an extra couple bucks um, to next year's dues to make it more incentivizing to the, the divisional leader or winner, I guess. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but – yeah, I don't. I think this. I think the easiest thing would be to. I'm okay with increasing stuff a little bit if we need to to look at that. Um, Can we ratify something like mid season? Because I would be for it this year. I mean, I know I'm I not going to win it. Chaz I is going to win our division. Well, see, that's the funny part is I'd be against it. But if we did a vote right now on like if the the regular season winner would split the money between the two divisions. I think everybody would probably be like, yeah, that seems fair to me, except Chaz. <laughs> because he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So what, I mean. But, I mean, he, the East Division, man, everybody's got a shot in that division. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, But, I mean, if, if Chaz goes on a three-game skid here, everyone's got a shot in our division. I mean, who, who knows? Sure. We're hitting into the bye weeks right now. Yeah, who knows but, what the hell's going to happen? I mean, his team looks pretty stout. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question, Kamish. And I would um, say the that's... I would say the other question is: Are you doing the league winners based on overall record or divisional record? I think that needs to be put in place first. It's overall record for each division. So not divisional record. So you can go five and one within your division. Or excuse me, you can go six and two within your division. But if you go zero and five against the other division, and finish six and seven, and somebody in your division, same division, goes five and zero against the other division and goes three and three in your yeah. division, yeah, they Who's have eight. The winner? They have eight wins, so they should win that. See, that's that's what needs to be ironed out because if we're saying divisional winners. The other person that went, you know, five or six and two is the divisional winner. No. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's not. If they go six and two, and the other guy goes, you know, three and whatever. Yeah, but four and whatever, four and four. If the Chicago Bears go zero and six in their division, but they beat every other team, and the Packers go six and zero in their division and finish six and ten, the Packers don't move on. Yeah, they do. They won their division. They have a divisional buy. They they win no, their they division. Don't. That's they go not to how the that works. No, they don't. They don't if, win their division. If they go, if the Joe, Packers, you don't understand how football works. If the Packers go six and zero oh in their division, they win their division. No, they don't. Yes, they do. If the Packers go six and zero oh in their division, and they lose the ten other games and finish six and ten. And the Chicago Bears go zero and six in their division and win the other ten games. The Bears would be better than them in the division. I don't know. The Bears would win the wild card. No. The Packers would be six and ten, and the Bears would be ten and six. But they're six and zero in their division. They win their division. That's That's how it works. No, the divisional winner moves on to the playoffs. How are you? How do you have more wins than me? Oh my god, that's not how. No, no. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I've had a lot of drinks here, but I'm pretty sure I'm 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 on the right side right now. NFL standings. That's why they have divisions. No, they had divisions to they, – they, Each I mean, division has a playoff attendee, and it's the, it's the divisional winner that gets a berth to the playoffs. Yeah, with the most wins out of In a the division. 16-win or 16-game schedule, no, not a six-game schedule. It's in no. the division. No. Divisional winners. Yeah, that's why you for can the have, entire record. No, that's why you can have, for example – the NFC North, so the Bears, Vikings, Lions, and Packers. You can have the divisional winner. Let's say it's the Packers. You can, and then you can have the Bears and the Vikings also make the NFC playoffs if the Bears and the Vikings take those two wild card spots based on their total overall uh, win loss record. No, Joe, Joe, I'm losing my mind. 
because you're the the six divisional games that division teams play each year don't outweigh the other ten games they play. Has this ever happened? This has had to have happened. I'm sure it has. I mean, maybe not to that extent, but I'm going to leave it up to are, a, 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 a league vote because I want to say I'm right here. <laughs> You're going to be embarrassingly wrong. Then why have divisions? Why don't you just have records? I mean, it's a good question. I mean, the NBA went to that. But for some reason, that's how they have it set up, where they have the divisions that are based off of these four teams are playing each other to try to kind of schedule. And I'm talking specifically about the NFL and not our fantasy league. But the NFL, where they have three teams or four teams in a division that play each other twice, so that's six games, and then all four of those teams play two other divisions, and then they have, what, four, eight, 14, then they have like three wild card teams that they play. Basketball is a communist sport. I don't follow that. All I know is I've been following football since I was eight years old. And I'm just coming to the realization that this is not how it works. I don't uh, think that's, I don't think that's accurate. Well, I'm trying to find a situation I mean, it's. It, it, I mean, it, in theory, it could be rare, just because I, the more division games you win, the no, more you, that's actual why you have wins divisional you have. Winners, but and you have the based, divisional round. So in my in my, but it's example, not based off the six the games Packers you play. Would fa- like if the Bears had a six and uh, ten and six record, all right they could potentially play the Packers in the divisional round being the wild card. So it could be the Packers versus the Bears in the divisional round because the Packers won the division, but the Bears made the wild card in the sixth seed. I mean, yeah, but the who wins the division is not pl- based off of the six games that you play against the other Team. Yes, it is. That's why right. they have divisions. No. All right. Here we go. 2018, the Baltimore Ravens finished 10 and 6. They made the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers missed the playoffs and they went 9, 6, and 1. In the division, the Baltimore Ravens went 3 and 3. The Pittsburgh Steelers went 4, 1, and 1. Yeah, they had a better record and a better divisional record. No, Pittsburgh Steelers went four. They had four wins, and the Ravens had three wins. So that's better. Four wins is better than three wins, is it not? Right, and the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. No, because they overall. Who in the division took that? The Ravens. Why would the Ravens make it? Because overall they went 10 and 6. Are you sure that wasn't a wild card thing? No, the Steelers did not make the playoffs because the Ravens had more overall wins than them. My mind is just blown right now. So, I mean, it's rare to happen just because typically the more wins you have within your division, it's kind of like a double win because you're winning and the team you're beating in the division also has a loss. 
Yeah. So, but I don't know. But yeah, it, it's not based off the. I don't even know how we got down this. I, my mind's blown that you didn't understand it to be this way. Then why even have divisions? That's what I don't get. Just have an NFC and an AFC. Well, that's the communist sport in an NBA that you're talking about. Well, if we're not going to honor wins on a divisional aspect, then why have a division? To try and play the same schedule. All right, whatever. All right, let's move on. Either way, I say, Johnny, I think it needs to be put up a vote this week or as an amendment. Um, and a ratification, or we need to view it as for next year. But I'm up for either. I would say go for it this year, but I think it uh, it obviously needs a vote. Yeah. It's time for you make the call. Welcome into this week's segment of You Make the Call. This is where we are going to act like the GMs of the other GMs. And we got some potential outlooks here. You make the call, Jared. Who do you want? You are rusty. And we just talked about this in the Boomer Bus segment. But we're going to have Mike Williams or John Brown. Who, caveat, I don't think it matters. But I think he could probably sit both of them and still win comfortably. Oh, um, I, I mean, Mike Williams is my bust. I do like John Brown because my boy Josh Allen's trying to throw it to him, although he overthrows him by about 10 yards, somehow 60 yards down the field every time. I'm going to go Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams, I think this is the week that the, the, the Chargers need to play, need to be throwing the ball a lot. They're trying to get Mike Williams involved. He's having some end zone uh, targets, and I think they're going to score points to keep up with the Packers. I think this is going to be a Mike Williams day. So you went with Mike Williams, even though you took what Mike Williams to be the bust. Mike Williams was my boon. Oh, he was your boon. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I stuck with Mike Williams as well. I think that's the smart play. Uh, Woods is going to be out of this game, I do believe, suffering a concussion last week. Who knows if he gets back? I don't think that's going to be it. If he doesn't get back, Mike Williams is a must start. Uh, I think that's an easy decision. Uh, Even though John Brown's playing against Washington, um, I think Mike Williams is going to outperform him. Might not be my much, but shit, in this league, it only takes one or two points for you to lose a game. So, I think you got to get as many points as you can. Mike Williams is going to get you that. All right, Uh moving along. um, We got Mike. So let's, or excuse me, let's go with Pittman first because we're going to stay on that same team here. And not a lot to choose from here, but I went with Phillip Rivers versus the Green Bay defense or Gardner Minshew versus the Houston defense. Currently, Pittman's got Gardner in. Uh, and it didn't change this time, which the last few weeks ago, it changed like mid-podcast. So, who you got? I'd have to go with God Minshew. I think he's going to Away there... from your NC State, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't 
that Chargers line, offensive line, just is struggling. And, and Minshew's kind of has it going on, and the, the Texans' defense is just not very strong. Um, so I think they're going to have to put up points to keep up with Deshaun Watson, assuming he can see. Um, and <laughs> I, I think – but, yeah, I think Minshew's the right play. And I think Pittman – I mean, he's going to need a big game out of Minshew. Yeah. Here's what I think happens. I think, unfortunately, Pittman picks Minshew – Minshew has a, hey, I'm Gardner Minshew moment, and I shouldn't be in this league starting. And unfortunately, Phillip Rivers does what Phillip Rivers does, and he gets you 23 to 25 points, uh, even though it's not a great matchup against him. And I don't think he's going to win the game because of it, but I do think he leaves points on the bench with Phillip Rivers. So, uh, I think he keeps Minshew in the in the starting lineup, but he wishes he would have got had Rivers because it's going to be like a Rivers t- twenty three Minshew seventeen type game, in my opinion. Mm. All right, moving yeah. along. Who you got? All right, I got. Let's go with. Uh, let's start with uh, Brian. Okay. <laughs> Excuse that me. would be the flaming baseball. Flaming baseball. Equal your equals gay. Your gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I got it now. So I think he's 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 trusting Mahomes to come back. But if he doesn't come back, he's going to Mahomes is slot. not coming back. Yeah, he's going to slot in Cousins there, which is fine. But my question is going to be: He just picked up Damian Williams, the Kansas City running back. Do you play Damian Williams or do you play Lashawn McCoy? Mm. Well. If anyone has listened to this podcast for more than eight weeks, they know my disdain for LaShawn McCoy. I just absolutely hate this guy as a running back. That being said, I would sit him on my bench. And when he sits on my bench, he's going to post 16. And Damian Williams is going to post like nine points. And I'm going to be pissed off that I didn't start LaShawn McCoy. But if I did start LaShawn McCoy, he would go for like 12 rushes, 16 yards, two fumbles lost. So I understand why Brian started Damian Williams. He's going to be pissed because after the game's over, he's going to see Damian Williams with like nine or eight points, and McCoy's going to be on the bench with 12. So he's going to be pissed. So I think it's a lose-lose situation. What do you say? Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably have, still have to go roll with McCoy. Just, I don't know. But that's a, that's a tough spot. All right, moving on. Uh, all right, let's say, who's Brian playing? He's playing John. John. All right, so for John. That would be a deuce like Zito. All right, let's see. My Question options. mark. Uh, Question John... mark. Exclamation point. <laughs> Dick. John, I actually don't have any options for John, and, and it's probably because over 30% of his roster consists of kickers and defenses. I got a good I got a good option for you, and I think it's a valid one, if you don't mind me. Okay. Jamal Williams versus uh, Aaron Jones. They're both putting up massive points. Get out what? of here. That's not legit. What are you talking about? Aaron Jones. You play Aaron Jones every time. If you want to talk yeah. about, like, maybe maybe Jamal Williams over Jordan Howard, maybe you can just go ahead and roll both of them out there. 
All right. What about Landry over nah. Sanders? Nah, he's tough. Over Sanders, I'm, who just got there last week? The Cardinals suck. So? And he had four catches, and he scored a touchdown already. <laughs> more, more, than, more than Tyler Boyd's done. I don't know. I think John gets burned. I think I think John plays Aaron Jones and and Jamal Williams does work. I think Jamal Williams, if he plays him, Aaron Jones does work. So I think he's screwed there, no matter what. All right. All right. So let's go on to the Brad matchup, which now that I'm looking at it is Chipmunk Sex. If you're <laughs> if you're playing along at home, Chipmunk Sex versus only. Norton with a bell, chipmunk sex, referring to college career. Um, so I had uh, for Brad, which this has come up multiple times, and you make the call: Carson Wentz versus the Bears, or Dak Prescott versus the Giants. It seems like an easy call. I don't think it is. I think it is. You go, Dak. It's Dak all day. He's got Dak in the starting lineup right now. <laughs> I do believe that Carson Wentz is going to outperform Dak Prescott. You're just um, saying that because you're scared as a Bears fan. No, I'm not. I know what the Bears' defense is doing, and they're giving up a lot of points. Probably because your offense can't move the ball. Absolutely. That's so. exactly why, because the defense is getting tired in the middle of the third quarter, and they're just running, throwing wherever they want to for a quarter and a half on the Bears. So, yeah, Carson Wentz. That's an easy decision, in my opinion, but let's move on. So, for only Norton with a belt, Michael, to you. I thought this was probably one of the most difficult decisions, but let me know what you would think. Hollywood Brown or Cortland Sutton? Ooh, that one is tough. Hollywood Brown off a bye. Off a bye, Sutton, off, he's still injured a little with bit. With a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback who's never Playing play. against a Cleveland defense. I don't think he's a rookie quarterback. I just think he's never played. Um, I think he's been on some teams. I might be okay, wrong. Okay, a but still, quarterback. But still, he's, yeah, I don't know. Cleveland defense, Cortland Sutton. I mean, I mean, do you take the shot on – Hollywood Brown maybe makes that one play, maybe makes that one fifty yard grab. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. But is uh what's his name? The uh Stefan Gilmore gonna be on Hollywood Brown? If he's Probably. covering him, then I'm gonna go Sutton all day. Cause that guy locks people down. He just locked down the star Robbie Anderson. Uh that's it's a little liberal on star. Um uh-huh. Hollywood Brown is much faster than Robbie Anderson. I I think it's a Hollywood Brown there. Um, I don't I I don't think they that Cortland Sutton's going to have time to even enter into his routes and make cuts. Okay. By the time that this quarterback is like, hey, wh- who's my second target or even my first target? It's not going to matter. Uh, Nationals up four to two, top of eight, two outs. I think it's an – I wouldn't say an easy decision, but I think when we look back at this uh, weekend, <clears throat> Hollywood Brown's got more points than Court and Sutton. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. We got 
Chaz versus Brooks. All right, so first off, Chaz. And the easy one is always going to be going back to, like, which defense do you play? But we're not going to skip that one. He currently is sitting Lamar Jackson, the best quarter fantasy quarterback, going right now. Yeah. Because they're facing the pesky pa- the Patriots defense, and he's going to play Matt Stafford against yeah. Oakland. Not you, a play, you play Lamar Jackson or Matt Stafford? Easy decision, Lamar Jackson. Okay. I don't here's why. I think their passing stats will be very similar to one another's. But the wild card there is Lamar Jackson's running ability. And although Bill Belichick and his defense is very good, and I do think they're gonna give him problems in the passing game, I don't think that they're gonna be able to um have a plan set for Lamar Jackson's running ability. Also, John Harbaugh does a very good job against New England in the past, and I do think that that's going to continue. So at the end of the day, I do believe that Lamar Jackson ends up with more points than Matt Stafford, albeit it may be one or two points, but I do think it's going to be more than Matt Stafford. Okay, okay. All right. On the flip side of that, Alshon Jeffrey or Kenny Stills? Um, both are trash. Oh. Not a fan of Alshon Jeffrey. Never had revenge. Been. Revenge game. No, you, just never, said, you, said, you said earlier that Carson Wentz was going to have the better day. I've never been a fan of Alshon Jeffrey. All right. First of all, we don't know if Deshaun Jackson's coming back or not. He can have a great day with Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey at Chicago. Chicago Bears are going to want to make a statement against this guy, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, the cornerback, who my name slips at the moment, is going to be locked up against Alshon Jeffrey, and that's going to be a matchup to watch during this game. I don't think Jeffrey gets 50 yards, okay? So um, you're going to go I Kenny would go Stills. with Kenny Stills, even though it's – at you know at Jacksonville, um, they're playing over yeah. in London. They're playing in London. I I still take Kenny Stills over Alshon. I just I, I I just can't trust him. Never have been able to trust him. He hasn't been trustworthy the entire year, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's an easy decision for me. Kenny Stills. What quarterback is Brooks going to pick up? Pick up? Oh yeah, he's got no one in there, huh? Oh, he's got golf sitting on the bench that's in the starting lineup. He might pull a – do you think he's got the balls to say, you know what, fuck you, Chaz? I'm not even no. going to play a quarterback. <laughs> that would be dumb as hell. That would be about as dumb as you thinking that the uh, division, six no games idea. in the divisions, yeah. win the league. I have no idea. I he, think he's got it. He 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 really wanted to pull for this guy last year, and I think he's going to go back to Jameis Winston. He, I think this might just be a huge middle finger to Chess. Be like, fucking no, nah, he's no. He's not I think not play. Um, I think he ends up picking up Garoppolo, and he's going to be upset about that pick later on. Nah, um, he's he's got this. Is, this has Jameis written, written all over it. That's why he's prolonging it because he doesn't want to do it, but he knows it's the best option. And he's just hoping somebody else <laughs> drops a quarterback on the bench, and then here Saturday rolls around and he's going to pick up Jameis with Winston. 
I he's not going Tannehill. Tannehill's playing against Carolina. Um, I do think Darnold is in the mix. He's playing at Miami. I do think Darnold definitely is in the mix. And I do think – and we would all kind of be surprised, but I do think he may look at Mayfield against Denver. I think that's a bad shot, but I think that's in the mix as well. So my bet is Darnold. Nine matchups. Here we go. All right, welcome into the week nine preview. Just want to say our apologies for the last segment there. Had a uh, an unfortunate circumstance occur where Jared's phone died. We yeah, had a little bit too bad. much fun. Joe got a little long-winded. I'm not not surprised. I've been uh, drinking a lot of alcoholic beverages throughout the night, so I've probably been talking way too much than normal. So I'll take half an apology on that one, but uh, you do take the brunt of that. Oh, for sure. sure. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't drinking a lot, but um, I just wasn't paying attention. So, but we need to go ahead and knock this out before the phone dies again. Yeah, let's get this knocked out here. So, just as a quick recap here, week eight, Jared, you were three and two. I was only two and three for year to date. You are twenty-five and fifteen. I am eighteen and twenty-two, below five hundred. If you're keeping score at home, let's get going. All let's right, do so it. first up, Cooper Troopers five and three versus Miles playing each other. Each other, Jared. Uh, I got a one hundred three point zero four right. Excuse me. Right now versus a 128.89, you are favored by 72%. Who you got, Jared? Uh, on paper, it looks like I should pull this one out. Um, but there's you have uh, Chris Godwin. I got Mike Evans. Sometimes they don't really go – both go off. When a lot of times it's one or the other. So it could come down to that. Um, you're looking for a shootout in that Raiders and Lions game. I saw where you picked I up am. Derek Carr's good pickup. Yep. You got Amendola. I think that's also a, a – Solid pickup. I don't know if he scores. And then you got Hawkinson. So you're looking for a shootout game there. Um, my team's turning into Brooks's with just a bunch of flex decisions. So I don't know. But I, I, I think I kind of gradually pull it out. Yeah, I think uh, – I, unfortunately, I do think you do pull this one out. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what the projection does have it as. I am going to pick yourself, though, as far as victorious on this. I do think it's going to be a tied matchup. I hope that Hawkinson can really push me over the over the edge there and, and give me at least like 12 or 13. He hasn't done that in quite some time, so it would be nice for him to do that. Uh, but I do think you end up winning this one uh, right around somewhere 129 to 120, I would say. So relatively close, a lot closer than what's being projected. But looks like we're both picking uh, yourself on that one. So, All right, All right let's see here. Um, we're going to go to, whoa, we got some new names here. So remember about this. I got to try and, uh, pick this out. So we got, um, only Norton with a belt, Michael versus chipmunk sex. (laughs) Michael is sitting at three and five while Brad and chipmunk sex is at four and four. Mike's at a one sixteen point three zero projection and uh, Bradley at a 131.33, a 63% favorite. Who you got there? 
I'm just seeing too much firepower on Brad's team, uh, especially in the, this matchup comparison. Um, I think Brad wins fairly easily. I do think that Allen Robinson will be the high score in the entire matchup, um, but I don't think Frank Gore, Jimmy Graham, uh, Cortland Sutton, and Terry McLaurin combined for 35 points. I don't think they do that. And because of that, I, I don't think the rest of them can carry uh, Mike, and I think Brad wins. I concur. Chipmunk sack's just way too strong right now. Uh, it always has been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, I'm going to take your stance, but I'm going to switch it from Allen Robinson to Ezekiel. I think Zeke scores the most points for him, but I still think that uh, Chipmunk sack is too strong. We are both tied on that. I do think it's m- – uh, Brad is not worried about any afternoon games if he needs to, meaning Sunday night or Monday, and he walks away easy in this one. All right, let's move along here. Now we have water bottle sex toys versus big dick fat pockets. That would be Brooks versus Chaz. A Brooks sitting at three and five, Chaz at seven and one. Brooks sitting below. 100 points at 99.71 as it current stands, and a 125.34. Chaz favored 72%. Who you got there? Uh, I think Kittle could go nuts. Michael Gallup could go nuts. There's some really bad matchups for running backs. Um, Royce Freeman may sit, which means which would really help out Phillip Lindsay a lot. Um, I think Chaz has some tough matchups, too. So it could be a toss-up, assuming Brooks picks the right quarterback, which his track record hasn't been great for that. So I think Chaz wins. I'm going to go against the grain here and say he does pick the right quarterback. Don't know who that's going to be. But I do think that we are going to see a two-game skid here from Chaz. And Brooks is going to pull out the upset here. It's going to be tight, just as it was last week. But I do think he pulls this victory out, a 119 to 116 victory going towards Brooks. All right, right, let's move on here. We are going to see a – oh, Jesus. I'm going to figure out who these guys are. (laughs) Uh, Flaming baseball equals you're gay versus a deuce like (laughs) Cito. Very good nickname. Uh, so that would be Brian sitting at five and three, projected at a ninety point four six. Um, the way that I see it, uh, versus um, Johnny at a one thirty six point five one, eighty five percent favorite there. Who you got? Looks pretty easy to me. This is but... the biggest matchup of the week. Um, I think this uh, John wins and he moves into first place and Brian could hit a skid. I mean, again, see week 12 and Brian wins and he's starting to pick up that little additional gap again. I think this is just tough matchups for Brian and John studs get another great matchup. I think John wins easily. Um, hundred percent agreement here. I think we've saw what Brian's team was and it was a facade. I think, John's team takes a pure advantage of that. He moves to five and four. They equal the same scores moving into week 10. However, John's team has many, many more points. This is an easy victory for John. 
and he'll probably be half-cocked come around 2.15 on Sunday. All mm-hmm. right, moving up to the last matchup, we have a I, Joey Buttfuck versus Christy Prefers Big Black Cops. <laughs> Rusty's favorite at a 143.26 versus Pittman's 103.39. Still sitting at 2-6, and six, 80% favorite for Rusty. Who do you got? Seriously? Rusty. Next. Yeah, it's not even close. I Until I can see that Pittman's team is going to perform and score above 115 points, I really can't even think about picking him. So I got to go Rusty as much as I hate doing that because I would want Pittman to win just because it would separate myself and Rusty even further. But I think Rusty pulls this one out easily. So yep. we're going to both go Rusty there. We'll see who uh, becomes victorious for next week. But for all of us here at the Fantasy Football Hot Routes and Hot Takes podcast, we want to say thank you very much. Thank you to Mr. Brad Pizel for joining us earlier today. And Jared, take it away, bud. Let's go, fellas. Dodge injuries and guess right. Thank you for listening to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution... We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries. And guess right.